Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step by their third year, Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this, by their third year. As a Hemi for arm. Stepping up middle of the field. First down and more. Josh Allen weaving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Allen, end zone shot. Got a man. Caught for the touchdown. He's a real threat. Down in the red zone, wherever. What's going on, Bills Mafia? It is Eli Fox, the host of the All Day Buffalo podcast. I am so glad to be back. Last week, I had to miss an episode, and I was pretty bummed out about it because um, it was all because of my recording equipment. My mic messed up on me. It just sounded like I was underwater. For some odd reason, I had to get a new mic. Um, but then I tried to use my computer audio, and it was even worse. So... I couldn't put anything out last Saturday, um, but honestly, it's probably a good thing because my predictions of the game would have been completely wrong. Last week, uh, last Sunday, the Bills lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6 to in what was kind of, in all, seri- in all seriousness, one of the most boring, worst football games I have ever watched in my life. Like, it is right up there with the Bills-Jags game from the 2017 playoffs. Like, this game was just unbelievably boring. So much defense. And even with all the defense, there just wasn't a lot of good offense. Um, The Jags offense isn't very good, so we didn't see much from the Jags offense. And the Bills defense played well. They only allowed nine points. But when it comes down to it, you got to score the ball. Um, And... The Buffalo Bills did not score the ball enough. They scored two field goals, and the offense was just basically horrendous, but it wasn't anything. It didn't seem like it was anything to do with Josh Allen or the wide receivers or the running backs, but it had everything to do with the offensive line. Um, I know that, you know, we were missing like three guys to um, injury and, and COVID list issues. And then you tack on the fact that. The the refs were just all over the Bills. It just seemed like it was like an unfair game from the start. Um, but, you know, you do have to point some blame where it's due. Um, and that blame is, is, is 
it has to be pointed at the Bills' offensive line. Um, this is not the first time this season that the Bills' offensive line has, has struggled and has looked bad. Um, so we might be looking at this now like, is this a real problem that must be addressed for this team to become a Super Bowl-caliber team? I say yes, it is. Um, because to win a Super Bowl and to finish the season as the best team in the league, you need to stay consistent. And right now, it doesn't seem like this Buffalo Bills team is consistent enough to win a Super Bowl. I think that they are still 100% good enough, great enough to win a Super Bowl. They have all the talent in the world. Um, it's just about putting these pieces together. Um, if this offensive line can come together, we know that Josh can, can make the right decisions when time is provided. Uh, but he is not being provided any time. He went 31 of 47 through for 200, I think, 80 or 90-something yards, two picks and two fumbles. Um, honestly, you take away, I mean, you take away any of the, the mistakes that were made because of the poor uh, passing, uh, the, the pass blocking. I, Josh Allen only throws like one pick because he, he is like being hounded the entire game. Anytime that he seemed like he had enough time to throw or where he could find the open receiver, he was finding them. 31 of 47 isn't like the worst completion percentage you could possibly imagine. And especially during a game like that, you, you would have thought that his percentage would have been way lower. Um, but it wasn't. 31 of 47 is not too bad in a game like that. Um, so I'm not going to put m much of this blame at all on, on Josh Allen or the rest of the offense. You know, it has to be pointed at offensive line uh, coaching. It has to be pointed to offensive line execution. They're just not executing um, at the right level. And if the Jags defense is going to beat up on you like that, then... Yeah, there's definitely room for us to need to be skeptical and us to, as fans, to, you know, look at this and be like, all right, this is a problem that we need to fix before anything gets worse, you know. Um, but, you know, another thing, and I mentioned this, the refs were really, really bad, like historically bad. Like I think in the NFL in general this past weekend, the NFL refs were just historically bad. But in this Bills-Jags game, um, it... <laughs> was really, really brutal. Like, they were missing blatant calls on the Jags and calling ghost penalties on the Bills. It just seemed like... I, I'm not the type of conspiracy theorist NFL fan, but I, it seemed like the game was rigged. Like, it just it was just really bad officiating. Um, all across the league, though, the officiating needs to get better. Like, th this, is, this is an ongoing issue. We saw this in the Chicago Bears game. Uh, there, wh why was that... That taunting call um, called on, on Marsh. I forget his first name. Maybe like Cassius Marsh or something. Um, but the, the, the referee hip-checked him, basically, and then threw a flag saying that he ran into the ref on purpose. Like, it's just getting really out of hand. It seems like the refs feel like they have way too much power. Um, with all these new rule changes, maybe they do have too much power. And by the end of the season, we're... The, the NFL and all of the, the, the officiating board or whoever they talk to needs to revisit all this type of stuff because it is getting to a point where it's, it's ruining the game. Um, the taunting, taunting calls, uh, the, the blatant missed calls, the, the blatant um, you know, over calls. Like every game seems like it has like 
15 to 20 penalties in it. It's just like it's it's too slow. It's 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 boring to watch. It seems like they're just adding a whole bunch of different stuff to just just there's just more variable to the game. Um so I I'm a very big hater of the officiating right now. Um but all in all, I think it's definitely time to move on from that Jets, uh, not Jets, we're going to move on to the Jets game, but we're going to move on from this Jags game because in all honesty, I think that the Bills are still a top three team in the AFC. Um, their record may not show it, but the AFC is a complete fucking mess right now. All across the board, it doesn't seem like we can get a good read on who the, the benchmark team is in the AFC. It doesn't seem like it's the Bills right now. It doesn't seem like it's the Ravens. They just lost to um, they just lost on Thursday Night Football to the Miami Dolphins. It doesn't seem like the Steelers just... I don't believe in Big Ben long term. Um, it, it doesn't look like the Chiefs. We were talking about that the other week where... And I was talking about this on Vince's podcast, uh, Buffalo on the Brain. Make sure to check him out. Uh, quick plug. But we were talking about this and saying that Kansas City Chiefs are not obviously not a benchmark. And as the past two weeks have gone by since we talked about that, their stock hasn't gone up by any. Like if anything, it's still gone down because they're barely beating the Giants, um, barely beating these teams that they should handle if they're going to be the best team, the the best team in the league type Chiefs. You know, um, so. The AFC is just a complete toss-up right now. I think deep down that the Bills are still a top three team in the AFC. I think that they finish the season top three in the AFC and have a top three seed going into the playoffs. I'm not worried about this Bills team making the playoffs. People on, on social media all over the place are way overreacting, saying that the Bills are not a playoff team anymore, the Bills stink, all this stuff. I think... I said we were gonna we were gonna move on from the Jags game, but this is my last thing I'm gonna say. When the the clock struck zero in that game, and the Bills lost to the Jags nine to six, I wasn't upset that the Bills lost. I was upset that I would have to go on social media after the game and hear everybody overreacting to the game. I knew it was gonna happen. I love Bills Mafia more than anything. But we are a very emotional fan base, and I saw it coming from a mile away. And I guess my message to Bills Mafia is, yes, it's week 10, but there's still football to be played. Uh, we are not, we're not a bad team. We are not, not a playoff team. This team is so stacked on talent. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time before we you know, pick up all the pieces. Remember... The Bucks were seven and five at one point last season. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. It doesn't really matter how you do during the beginning and the middle of the season. It it, it matters how the entire it, it matters how the culmination happens. You know, it matters how the how everything adds up in the end. Um, it, it's it, it matters who gets hot in the end. Um, it, you know, like we we could be the number one seed in the playoffs, but we get hot at the wrong time and lose in the first round or the second round after the bye. That's not a, that's not far, far out of the realm of possibility. The, is it just the fact that 
we're not the one seed that makes people think that we have no chance now. Like, we're obviously still a playoff team. Um, and we're obviously going to make the playoffs. And I think that means we just don't know who we're going to play. So uh, my message to Bills Mafia, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on calling this Bills team bad because it's not. It just has a, a single glaring issue that is is a real issue that that you know is 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 important. It is it has to be important for us, um, for at least the Bills, to cover this up and to you know make this offense elite again. Because without an offensive line, this offense is not going to be elite. So let's move on from all that stuff. Um, we're going to talk about the Jets and the Bills game coming up. I'm excited for this game. I think that this game, the Jets games are always like one of my favorites. Um, I had a really close friend who was a Jets fan when I was growing up. Um, so Jets-Bills games were always fun. Um, but also because it's a divisional game. Um, we have already swept one divisional opponent. We're now on to our second one. We haven't played the Jets or the Pats this year which is kind of crazy. We usually play either of those teams, you know, at least once earlier in the season, um, along with the Dolphins. But so far, the only AFC East teams that we've played are the Dolphins. So now we get a crack at the Jets. The Jets are not very good, but they seem to play up to their competition, and at least they have since Mike White has been the quarterback. Um, I don't know if, you know, Mike White is the, is the fix to whatever is happening in New Jersey uh, for the Jets, but you know maybe you know personally I don't think that Mike White's the fix. I think that he is just kind of having a little bit of a flash in the pan, like hot start to his career. Um, he's going to meet up with a very difficult defense to to be good against, especially as a a young quarterback with not much experience. I think that this defense will probably eat him alive, just like they did with Trevor Lawrence. Um, and previous quarterbacks that they've played. So I'm not too, too worried about this game. I, I see some people being like, oh, no, I'm worried about the Jets game now. We got to keep the same energy, man. We got to be confident in this team. This team is good. Let's be confident that the coaching staff made the right decisions over the past week during practice, and they have a good game plan for the Jets. I don't think that it takes, you know, the world's best game plan to beat the Jets, um, but it does take a good game plan to beat any NFL team. So the Bills do need the right game plan to come out and beat this team. Got to play really solid um, defense and, and just got to be electrifying on offense. This def- like I, I've been saying it all, all podcasts long. This Bills offense can be electrifying. It's just we got we to gotta, we gotta find a way for that line to become something that can be, be, be serviceable to us. You know, like we don't want our line being a – something that's dragging us down. So, with all that being said, I don't have too, too much to say on the Jets game because I think that this game should probably be pretty lopsided. Um, If not lopsided, I think that the Bills will end up winning this game kind of like they won the uh, previous Dolphins game. I think that they'll they'll, they'll finish it on a high note, at least. Um, But... In all honesty, I think that this game is 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 kind of a is a is a welcoming back party for the Bills. Um, I'm not going to make too too many more predictions this season because it seems like it's just the hardest season for an NFL fan to predict anything because it's in an any given Sunday league more than ever this season. 
Um, any team is beating anybody. It doesn't matter who's on the team, what the team's record is. It, it doesn't matter. Any given Sunday, um, that's why I have basically stopped betting on NFL games because it is impossible. You don't know who is going to win any of these games. So my one prediction that I will make is my score prediction. Like I always like to make, I'm going to say the Bills win this game 28-11. to 11. No, 28 to 13. I think the Bills win 28 13. Jets get a few garbage time points. Um, and the Bills, I think they just control this game th- uh, through, and, uh, through and through. You know, I think it just from, from quarter one to quarter four, I think that the Bills can uh, put, put, the, put the pressure on them and just, just keep it out of reach the whole game. So that's really all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, but before I go, I want to say, um, please check out the rest of the Built in Buffalo podcast content creators. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out um, us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. We are always posting on our platforms. So don't miss the latest updates um, from the Buffalo Bills through us on social media. So follow us there. Um, and like I said, you know, we got podcasts every day of the week. So you will. I'm sure, you know, you can find at least something that works for you. You're going to find something that you like, um, and then you can find something that maybe one of your friends likes, and then um, that's how it works out. That's how we grow, um, and we love it. So thank you so much for tuning in to my show, the All Day Buffalo Podcast, um, and be sure to check out more of Built in Buffalo's stuff all over the web. So thanks so much, guys, and as always, go Bills. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Being chased and throwing. And it is. The sliding grab for the touchdown.